Live at 5. It's Live at 5. And it's brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, FWHlegal.com. And now, your host for Live at 5, Stephen A. Turner. What's up and welcome to Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree. Dedicated to you, committed to justice. That's FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here on a Labor Day at the Floor Concept Studios, joined by Coach Vic Evans. Happy Labor Day! Happy Labor Day to you and to everybody else out there. Absolutely, I hope everybody's enjoying their uh, three day weekend. We decided not to take the day off. It's a it's a football Monday. We got two thirds of the fastest hour in football ready to roll. And there's enough college football in here, Vic, to actually call this the fastest hour in football. Without a doubt, without a doubt, with all the games going on all weekend long, it's, this is our favorite day of the year. I think to do radio, maybe. Next Monday, and I won't even be here. We're going to be down at Goodwood next Monday. We'll have the NFL, that third compliment uh, in the final segment, but uh, I won't, I'll won't. i be on the road back for a minute, so I'm going on location to see the Vikings and the Buccaneers next week. Well, don't forget, you talk about Thursday night. Kicks off the NFL right here on 1027 The Game. Then on Sunday, you got the noon game, and you got Sunday night football, and, of course, Monday night football following that. All brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree. So be sure and remember that. You love the coverage that we're bringing. Remember, Foreman Watson Holtree is a big part of it. You know, I'm going to talk about Louisville. You talk about Western Kentucky. You talk about the NFL. And every day here on Live at 5, it's Foreman Watson Holtree. That's why we call him Travis QB1, baby. He certainly (laughs) is. He's our Tom Brady here at the Cromwell Radio. But download the Owensboro Radio app. You can listen to five big games live most nights there on that app. Uh, weekends, of course, loaded. You just heard how much NFL is streaming out there. So be sure and follow 1027 The Game Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Kicking it. Text line wide open, 270-903-0389. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We've got you covered with Live at 5. But we'll waste no time because it's a jam-packed show. We're going to start high school in the first 30, college in the back 30. And uh, that's where we'll, we'll kick it off. Where I was on Friday night as the Owensboro Catholic Aces hosted Greenwood in a game. If you read Bluegrass Preps coming in, a lot of people across the state favored Greenwood in this matchup. This was a game that had that I think statewide was getting a lot of attention because both teams were coming in 2-0. They were both playing really well. And maybe other than like the Mel Trinity, Paducah-Tillman-Mayfield matchup, maybe LCA and Pikeville, this would have been the next rung below kind of the B-plus games throughout the entire state, and a statement was made. A statement was absolutely made, and the Owensboro Catholic uh, were the victors. They were the team to make the statement 43-13. to Yet another unbelievable performance from Brady Atwell, 276 yards passing, five touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown and about 38 yards in the ball game. You had Warren Ebelhair going over 100 yards and a touchdown. And then Chuck Carrico, just a man amongst boys. I, I saw some comments from Brady post game, and he called Chuck Carrico the most underrated player in the state of Kentucky. And I'm not so sure I disagree. What he does defensively for the Aces, and, and if you watch how he runs routes and what he does after the catch, taking the ball out of the backfield, I mean, there's pretty much, he does pretty much everything. And for Owensboro Catholic. Listen, I don't disagree with that statement. I get behind that statement full force. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks on Live at 5. There is not a more underrated football player in the state of Kentucky than Tuck Carrico. He is a man amongst boys out there. He does everything well. And, I mean, you just watch him play on the basketball floor. He plays basketball like he's playing football. It is 110% 
from sideline to sideline, goal line to goal line. He is a huge weapon for the Aces. Yeah, and I think now the talk across the state is, well, does Owensboro Catholic belong in, in the big three and 2A? And I think they're the big four, right? Because, I mean, you got you know, you got Beachwood, the reigning state champs. You know, you've got Mayfield always looms large, even though they took a tough loss to Paducah, who looks to be pretty darn good. But it looks to kind of be like the old Paducah Tillman, you right. know, when you go back in the days when Wolfsburg went down there and beat him in the semifinals in, in 3A football back in 86. But... Yeah, and I mean, LCA. And LCA. Of and, course. And I think LCA is probably the biggest dog in the yard at this point. I would think so. I mean, I, I would think so. I, I, I'm curious to see. You know, we saw what they did against Bowling Green. Uh, the, you know, they struggled against Boyle in the second half. Handled Pikeville down there. And then now they're going to play Cal this week. I mean, so they went out and played four number one ranked teams in their first four games. So they are going to be hard to handle come playoff time. But man, when you got Brady Atwell, I'm listen. I'm not saying Brady Atwell is better than Cutter Bowling that's going to UK, but you saw them play last year. He outplayed him, and he's playing with him right now. Brady Atwell, if if, if you want to tell me Cutter Bowling is the number one quarterback in the state, Brady Atwell is a solid number two. Is all I know. There's not another better quarterback. Yeah, I went on a <clears throat> I went on a rant that was sponsored by me during the broadcast for anybody statewide that might be listening to. I just can't wrap my mind around this. how this kid doesn't have multiple football offers. I, some people are like, well, maybe it's because coaches think he's going to play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's playing bowling or darts or golf or whatever. Brady Atwell should have at least no less than five offers on the table right now. We just need to get him one good one at this point because if you watch this kid play, he is the prototypical quarterback for modern football he can run in a short yardage he can he made a play off the edge defensively the other night it, 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 Greenwood lines up fourth and one and they tried to run a little you know a counter off the edge and Brady Atwell snuffed that thing out one-on-one tackle telltale long in the open field that's how out athletic your quarterback would be and not only that but he can throw a laser beam 60 yards Chris even commented at one point during the game he just flipped his wrist, overthrew the receiver by a little bit effortlessly. And that's where you, you you see the guys that separate themselves when they make it look easy. And Brady, some people will say, oh, he's a one-read quarterback, two-read. Go watch the tape. He 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 goes through his progressions. He 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 Not only that, but he knows exactly where his guys are going to be. You know, lots of times in high school, you'll see a quarterback wait, guy breaks open, then he throws the football. Brady Atwell throws his guys open. I mean, he... <laughs> You saw a touchdown, I think it was the Carico. It was Carico on, on the goal line. Carico ran a little wheel route, and he throws that football before Carico even comes out of his break. And then Carico goes up and then shields the, the defender with his body like he's going up for, you mentioned basketball, going up for a rebound. It's unstoppable. There's not a corner in the state that can stop that one-on-one, but Brady Atwell creates that by releasing that ball early out of his break DB never even saw the football, catches it easy. And that's the kind of things that Brady Atwell does. If, if you're, I've said it a million times, if you're in Eastern Kentucky, if you're a Murray, I mean, any of these in-state schools, don't think you can use a Brady Atwell, just close the football program down. Because yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed for you that you haven't offered him I, yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go even farther. All right, If you're Coach Helton down there and you've lived off quarterbacks at Western, and you're going to be losing green. And I know Western 
only recruits recruits a few high schoolers because they really hit the portal. Helton, Brady Atwell should be playing on the hill next year. And not only that, or two years from now, just a junior. Not only that, if you're Jeff Brom in Louisville, well, there you go. I'm not going to mention any names, but there is one very prominent college football coach that may have reached out. It may have been Brom. It may have been. I don't. I mean, it just you know, you let your, let your mind do with it what it may. But one college coach may start be listening to Live at Five here and finally starting to understand we got to get Brady Atwell an offer. I mean, the, the kid. Like I said, if. I think he's. If you want to tell me, I'm gonna. I would argue with you about him and Bowley, but if you want to tell me Bowley's a notch ahead in rank number one, then he's just about one notch down in rank number two in the state, no doubt. Yeah, now you tip your cap. I mean, it is what it is. That it, it doesn't even matter. I don't know. I don't care who he's ranked ahead of, behind, whatever. Watch the kid play. Yep. Just go watch the kid play. He does everything you're going to need him to do at the college level. And the good news is, we're not trying to rush him off to college because we still got him for another year. And I love watching this Aces team. A lot of people say, oh, well, he's biased towards Apollo. He gets excited there at Apollo baseball because he's an Apollo. Listen to me call a Catholic game, and I guarantee I'm just excited because I love the way these kids play. You, you can't help but respect the way they play the game. Coach Morris, the way he rotates the guys in and out, they're an absolute treat to call. When they're on the schedule, I look forward to being there because I love watching Vince and play defense and touch. And now they've just added even more. Miles Edge is balling out there. Kaiser Frick's doing the little things. Warren Ebelhair is a security blanket. Noah Reinerson's taking his game to another stratosphere so far this year. I mean, if I'm not mentioning your name, don't be offended. Barrett Evans, absolute I was monster say, on the, the edge. The thing that has surprised me was we were really worried about how the defense would handle not having Tyler Simone, who was, you know, you had the linebacking core, but he made things go because he ate up so many blockers and was so dominant on the defensive line. They've done it now with four or five different guys across the defensive line, and is playing just as well. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you got you can't go without mentioning Evans, Conkright in the middle, and then, and then on the other side, Lyon. They, they've they've been disruptive, and in the, the run game, they got pushed around a little bit early, and we were concerned about the first two possessions. But once Catholic adjusted to it, they shut Telltale long down. I mean, I don't think he had over fifty yards rushing in the game, and I think as a team, they held him under eighty yards rushing. You're talking about a team that. Kind of physical. They kind of maul you a little bit up front. I think Catholic passed the defensive. T- the game within the game that I wanted to see was could Catholic handle the physicality of a bigger school, one that goes up against the South Warrens and the Bowling Greens of the world, and they passed that test with flying colors. That's bad news for anybody that's got the aces coming up now. We're going to get a bigger test this week. Yeah, I think the next two weeks, and it's huge, and I know we talk about regular season games. We talked about this at the tailgate show. These no these next two games for Catholic is huge when you look down the road because if you can get if you can win the next two, when it comes playoff time, you're gonna be the number one ranked RPI team in two A, and you're gonna force down the road Mayfield and LCA to play in that round three instead of you having to play them both to go on to the championship game. But you're right. It's a different breed. You're going to have two, you're going to have two, uh, uh, offensive line from Owensboro that is dominated in the interior with Lindsay, with Curry and with, uh, Williams. And then you're going to have two big backs that both went over a hundred yards last week, turned them loose. Can Catholic slow them down? And then you've got some speed on the outside. And if there is maybe a small chink, I think in Calakai's 
defense is that we haven't seen yet. No because, one can test it. Right. It hasn't been tested yet. Is that secondary? How are they going to handle, you know, Chaden Morris, Kimbrell, uh, Hampton, whatever he lines up at a wide receiver, Darion Crows had some big games from Owensboro. I think this is a huge one. And then, then the, the next week, then you got Trajan Davis, who's playing just as well as any quarterback. He is. He's throwing five touchdowns a game. It seems like. So that, I think these next two weeks, we're going to get, we're going to learn. We got a big answer last week. We said on Friday at the tailgate show, these next three weeks, we're going to learn all about Catholic. Well, they passed the first one with an A plus. They sure did. Now, yeah. you, now you're going to get the uh, semester test, and then you're going to get the final exam here in these next three, and then we're going to see how they, how they stack up and. and to me, I think they're favorites right now in both games. Yeah, and then they close the season with North Harden, which would be another feather in the RPI cap. Now, LCA may have a, you know, a bone to pick with that number one. We'll see because they played the, the who's who, but Catholic's doing it at a high class level, which really impacts your RPI. There's a decent chance where if they were to go 6-0 and in those games, that, that, that they would be number one well, RPI. They go and they, would host, right. they would host until... Kroger Field, right, and, and then so, like I said, I don't also I don't think it's so much about hosting as to me. We talk about where well, you're saying there's a big four, all right. Well, well, Beachwood's on the other side. On this side of the state, it's the big three: Mayfield, LCA, Catholic. The best path is to force two of those three to play each other, and you only have to play the winner. Right. It gets a lot tougher if you have to play both Mayfield. In LCA, and that's what you're trying to get and out of. In Beachwood, right. more than likely, and on the other side, who dominates that side of the state. But you mentioned the Red Devils. You were out there with WVJS. Both these games, courtesy of Right Implement, Devils 50, Davis County 7. We won't spend a ton of time here. I thought what jumped off the page, you can talk about it more than me, but they got Hampton going. They got Hampton and, and Winstead going. And, and Winstead had a nice game, but you, that's what I think that's got to be the devil's identity. Oh, there's no doubt. I think, you know, they, you talk about, you know, I think Hampton went for unofficially around 135. Winstead went for 135, three touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving. Hampton went for over 200. I think it was 355 total yards between the two on the ground. Hampton with a couple touchdowns. Loved what we saw there getting the run game going. Those two are ultimate weapons. And I believe you take a little pressure off the lace when you can get the run game going, and he can throw somewhere between 10 and 15 passes with some play action. The other thing I liked was DeLacy pulled it a couple times where, you know, the play looked like it was going to be Wednesday going straight ahead. He pulled it, scored a touchdown rushing. And, and then defensively, you know, they, they, they created turnovers. They got the big safety. Crow off the edge was big. He, you know, he's always big. Beaver play real well. Cortland Howard play real well. You can see Andrew Martin, the big, you know, the guy that moved in from Illinois, the big six foot five defensive end. Each and every game, his game gets a little bit better. And I also thought Jayshon Crud, Jayshon Crud, Carr played great kind of in that overhang rover area. The Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, the Rocket, man. I called his games at ODCYFL. It's, it's crazy to see him now making impacts at the, uh, the varsity level, but I've heard a lot of great things. On the other side, Davis County. Still searching for their first offensive points of the season, and it's just a gauntlet right now for the Panthers. Can they hang in till the back half of the schedule, and can they find something offensively? Right now, it's a rotating door at quarterback, and no one's really being efficient enough to to get some points on the board. I saw a few flashes from uh, from Basham, and I and I and I know he's a senior, and maybe you'd like to play some of the young kids trying to get ready for next year too. But I thought with his speed, and then he threw a beautiful. Post pattern, 40 yards down the field, dropped it in the bucket, and that was a great defensive play by the D-back from Owensboro. 
But I think he gives you that athleticism and some flashes where maybe he could be the guy, but we'll see. Yeah, Friday night was a lot of fun, and uh, when we'll, we come back here in just a bit, we're going to talk about the big tailgate. We were at the results of that game, which were uh, – I'm glad that I could inspire – Marksman. I'm glad that my pick over there could inspire the people of Tell City it to get the big win. Rallied the big red together, and they uh, they sure did. We'll talk about that next, live at 5, 102.7 The Game. Green River Area Federal Credit Union has been serving the Owensboro community since 1959. With that comes being a proud supporter of not only area high school athletics, but also partnering with Live at Five, the number one sports show in western Kentucky. With a wide array of products to meet your financial needs, come see what a difference it makes when you partner with a local community credit union. Visit our new website, GreenRiverAFCU.com, or stop by and see us today. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready to take your ride to the next level? Look no further than Lux Detailing and Window Tint. Our skilled technicians will have your car looking its best in no time with our top-of-the-line detailing and lifetime warranty window tinting services. But why stop there? Protect your investment with our System X ceramic coatings, the ultimate in paint protection and Carfax certification. Say goodbye to chips, scratches, and fading paint. System X ceramic coatings keeps your cars looking like new for years to come. And Lux Detailing and Window Tint will dedicated to bringing you the very best in car care services. Visit us today and discover the Lux difference, where luxury meets performance. Lux Detailing and Window Tint. Roses are red, violets are blue, but a red flag means electric and blue is for water. Yellow means gas, orange is for cable and internet. I'm Bud. When you see these flags, it means underground utilities have been marked. Never start a digging project until 811 has been contacted and the underground utilities are marked. Call me two days before digging by dialing 811 or online visit Kentucky811.org. It's a free service, protects property, can save lives, and... It's the law. Looking for a way to give back to our local farmers? Cromwell Media presents Meal in the Field. We feed a farmer every Tuesday starting in September thanks to your nominations. Simply visit OwensboroRadio.com to nominate a farmer who deserves a fresh, locally sourced meal on us. We want to give a super big thanks to our supporting sponsors, Electrical Equipment Repair, Superior Ag, Rudolph Brothers and Rockport Equipment, Commonwealth Ag Services, and Doozy Doze Bakery. Nominate your favorite farmer today at OwensboroRadio.com. Hi, I'm Karen Gross, Realtor with REMAX Professional Realty Group. Congratulations to my buyers, Jay and Tiffany, on the purchase of their new home. If you're ready to buy or sell, call or text me at 270-315-9810 or log on to karengross.net. I'm Karen Gross, and your dream is my mission. 270-315-9810. Cheap, fast auto insurance doesn't mean you have the right coverage. Our expert agents at Home Mutual work with you and identify the right affordable auto insurance for your unique needs. Call us today for a free quote at 812-547-2363. Home Mutual Insurance, protection for the things you love. 
Looking for more storage in your kitchen and want to use the space above your cabinets? Well, Cabinet Doors and More can help with their pre-made 12-inch cabinets. Ready to go. If that doesn't work for you, Cabinet Doors and More can build what you need. Just bring in your measurements and they work with you. To design what you're looking for, Cabinet Doors and More off Highway 54 in Fordsville. That's why we are worth the drive. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Cabinet Doors and More. Sports Country is now in a new location. Check them out at 317 Park Plaza Drive. With football season approaching, show your fandom from pro, college, or to any local high school team with gear from Sports Country. Now located at 317 Park Plaza Drive. Hey, this is Johnny Calhoun in the Goodman's Barbershop at 452 East 18th Street. Early birds, come see me as early as 6.30 in the morning. I don't want to be everybody's barber. I just want to be your barber. It's Johnny Calhoun in Goodman's Barbershop. Local sports at its finest, live at 5, with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here in the Floor Concept Studios. We're going to stay on Friday night, go back over to the Schroeder's house and send a big thank you out to them and Hospice of Western Kentucky for having us for the tailgates, one of our favorite shows of the year. And Tell City did not disappoint it was a lot of people there on Friday night. Vic. A lot of people. The food was good. The barbecue was great. I mean, it doesn't get any better than doing a tailgate at the Schroeders. It is. It's phenomenal. And next year, I'm going to have to carve this out to where I can stay. Because I hate <laughs> the hospitality is so good. But at the end, I feel like I'm always running away. Oh, you know? you're literally like, breaking it down as you're finishing the show because we got to get to the next game we're calling. Yeah, We got the Catholic with uh, like 116. We got plugged in with like 116 to go. And it yeah. was like we barely made it. But love hanging out with those folks over there. And it's even better when the marksmen can take it to the field, as you heard on CJ 105.7, brought to you by ATTC. With Caleb Farkas, 42-21 for the marksman. And talking to Caleb, huge night from the Terrys, especially Landon Terry, who he had unofficially for 191 and two touchdowns. You know, at the end of the day, Tell City finds a way to get it done. They hand a loss to Forest Park, who came in undefeated at that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I inspired them by picking against them. And, but they, they, I thought it was Tell City. That's a huge win for them to set up their season. This is a team playing really well. You can take kind of the Heritage Hills game. I mean, that was going to be a tough one. You can kind of, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, you got to hold it against them a little bit, but you can overlook that one. But this is a team that, you know, in their, in their conference and in their, you know, when you get into their sectional, I know it's a tough matchup with modern day, but this is a team that if the, with the right draw, can definitely make a deep run in that sectional. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, Caleb said it's kind of back to that old form. I saw the memory popped up, and I shared it on my Facebook yesterday of when we went over there against Heritage Hills the last time. Ooh, yes. You know, we had uh, Bryn Miller and uh, Kaiser on with us in the pregame. And they dominated about, Heritage they Hills that dominated. day. dominated, yeah. And it was it was a surprise to us, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and Tell City certainly uh, has that tradition. They have that community spirit. And it was really fun to be over there on Friday night with the folks. And uh, Tell City now moves to 2-1 and one on the season. Not just that. Not that they don't support all the time. But when Tell City's playing well and winning big games, that place gets rabid. It's even more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it just, uh, it just yeah. fuels You the bring fire. out the lawn chairs out there in the end zone. Rabid. Yeah, and you mentioned the picks. Uh, Texas Roadhouse Pick'em Contest. Uh, Jalen 
And Caleb both had tremendous weeks. They pulled the one and two. Jalen leads Caleb by a couple games. We've fallen back a little bit. I, I'm struggling this year so far. I want to knock this 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 week out though. These have been some. I don't. I don't remember struggling this bad picking high school games ever. I don't want to think I, I have either. And I went. I think I went nine and six or nine and five this week, which I mean is not terrible, but it's a step up from seven and eight. But it's still not very good. And uh, so. Don't look to the experts. You can make your own pick, including Cameron Bradley, who was our big winner this week. He went twelve and two. He did. We had about four people that went eleven and three, but Bradley stepped up there and went twelve and two. Twelve and two. Our Texas Roadhouse pick and winner this week, who picked better than all of us, Cameron Bradley, out there on the Facebook machine. That's where he, maybe that's where you're starting to get your picks. Yeah, he, he wins. Facebook, uh, not here on one hundred two seven. Fifteen dollar gift certificate. And two tickets to Here Come the Mummies that you can pick up here at the station. Come on by, Cameron Bradley, and uh, collect your winnings. Let's keep it in Indiana. We're going we're gonna to lightning round this segment here a little bit. Perry Central, 60, Crawford County, 7. No surprise there. None, not at all. Perry, and they're in that part of their schedule where they're gonna, they got some get-right games that they're going to take care of. Yeah, a lot of guys will be getting some second-half work uh, in, in some of these games coming up there that normally don't get to play as much. Let's talk about... North Posey defeats South Spencer. Not a we surprise. North Posey's ha- is on course to have one of their best seasons. Yes, ever. and uh, they are. They are. And that wasn't a surprise there. How about over on WBIO, courtesy of ATTC Manufacturing, Hancock County, all over Ohio County, 37 nothing. This is a team that struggled out of the gate, got a little better in week two. They made an absolute statement in week three. They did. You know, I, I thought maybe I was going to be right. I looked on the, you know, OwensboroRadio.com backslash sports or Pizzo scoreboard. And at the time it was 8 nothing Hancock. And I'm like, I'm going to hit this game right on the head. But no, and what you're seeing, the growth of Dylan Morris. We talked about in the all season where we saw him in camps and on videos. We thought he looked really good throwing the football. Had to make his first couple starts, maybe a little bit of a struggle. He was on fire the other night. What did he throw for 250? Yeah, 265, three touchdowns, 14 of 18. You had Cooper Jones, Christian Yanez, and Landon Garrison. who had a monster game with 122 receiving yards. And another thing that's low-key flying under the radar is this Hancock County defense is really good. shutting people down. They are. Led by Aiden Weatherho, who also had a rushing touchdown in the game. Right now, Hancock County's turning the corner, 3-0. and yeah, Well, I, like I said, you get Morris playing like this with what they have, and you start getting, like, Jack Roberts back, and you get the run, Gillespie who's going, and you get Weatherhold to score a touchdown. Maybe later in the year you bring Basham back off the ankle injury. Better watch out for the Hornets. Yeah, it's so, a big week for them. It is. That was an, that was an, it is McLean County week. Yes. So it's, it's always a big week. When you got the Cougars coming in. But uh, J-Town defeated Breckenridge County 28-20. I'll tell you what, the Breckenridge County battled. And I thought they this did. game was going to be a blowout. Well, it, was, it looked like it was like 16 nothing, yeah. boom. And then all of a sudden, I looked up and Breck's winning. I thought, man, you know, J-Town just got the dudes tonight. But uh, Breck came, battled back. Wyatt Burdett, 235 yards passing, threw for two touchdowns. Lance Poole and Grant Compton. You had Liam Clark with the rushing touchdown. You you said it. They came back and scored all those unanswered points, and then J Town had to knock out Blow late to get the win, twenty eight twenty. But I think you got to be encouraged by this if you're Brett. It's a different Brett team what we saw last year. A lot, yeah, yes. I, by a lot. This is a team. This team is absolutely fighting. And speaking of a team that fought, I didn't even realize this score until I was doing the recap because I kind of just tuned it out once I saw Central Harden 
was all over Henderson County. I mean, they were blowing them out of the water. It was 21 nothing at one point, but then they continued to add on. I think it was like 36-7 to or 36-14, so I just let it go. I look at the final score, 36-35. Yes. Henderson came up one point short. Henderson, I almost had this on. I think I called like a 56-49 game because I, I, I was getting closer. Henderson's offense is for real. Whether or not they can find a way to stop people, they're going to have to outscore people, it looks like, on the defensive side of the ball. But that offense is for real. Trajan Davis is for real. I say that. I agree with that statement. But if you look at the second half, like Central Harden jumped out to 36 early on and they didn't score. The defense held in late and allowed to get the game to get close. And I don't know if that's Central Harden letting their guard down a little Taking bit. Taking the or, foot off the gas, right. maybe trying to run clock. You don't know because I didn't see the game. Yeah, but Trajan Davis, five touchdowns. This dude is an absolute stud getting it done for Henderson. We'll see them in two weeks as they take on Owensboro Catholic. Not this week, but next week. Looking forward to seeing Trajan Davis. That will be the 1027 game of the week. There's no doubt about that. Uh, down at uh, Meade County, the waves rolled Apollo. 45-19, Cade Scott. If you see this kid's uh, clips, I saw saw on Twitter out there. I love the kids putting the highlights out. Yes. And, and that's, uh, that makes it really easy for me to kind of dive in and see what they're up to. Cade Scott's the real deal. I mean, that dude was throwing dimes all over. And his backup quarterback's pretty darn good, too. Catching <laughs> touchdowns for him, too. He huh? is. He is. And, and uh, this Meade County team, we talked about they may have been the quote-unquote big loser of the redistricting. But they're going to have a nice year. Yeah, I mean, they're playing well. Stone Redman, 143 rushing yards. Scott threw for 203 touchdowns. But then late, Apollo goes to the freshman, Max Johnson. He immediately comes into the game, Vic, and pays dividends. He's running all over creation. He threw two touchdowns back-to-back to Eli Masterson, who's getting open. You just got to get him the football. Max figured that out through two touchdowns. I think we might see Max sooner than later. Well, I th- you know that's that'll be up to the Apollo coaching staff. I do think that with the way he's played, and you know when he got in in the scrimmages, the way he's played when he's got into these games, probably deserves a shot. Yeah, it's, it's time to see. I mean, nineteen points on the board, and he's counted for two touchdowns late. So that's a and that's two quick ones. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, going for they got a tough test in Bowling Green this week. But the season's not over. No, the season's not over. I know Apollo come out of the gate, they stumble out of the gate. They can always tweak it. It's all about right. the district games. Yeah, and they've got two very winnable district games after Bowling Green. We'll also get Coach Edge back on the sidelines. Now, the season's not over for Apollo. I hope the kids know that. Oh, well, the I key. think they do. It's hard sometimes, though, when you're taking punches out of the game. It is. You've got to stay standing and keep moving forward. And there's going to be an opportunity for Apollo to turn their season around. No doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. That is a district that they can go and finish second in that district. Yeah, and that's that's still on the table. That yes. is absolutely still on the table for the Eagles. Uh, Warren Central defeated Butler County 40 to 26. That, that was I another one. Back and forth on I this did one too, a million times. And I went to Butler, but Warren Central jumped out 18 nothing. And then I look up, Butler's got the lead. The lead 2018. And then, then, then they run off like another 30 points. Yeah, the, the Butler County defense is is not holding up real well right now. No Phelps ran for a couple touchdowns, but uh, all in all it just the defense is just bending a little bit too much. Yeah, and that's one I'm gonna feel bad because I, I picked their defense up in our free agency pool and dropped the defense that played great this weekend. I did that last week. <laughs> that, that's all right, Butler County. They did lose a lot defensively through graduation, and I'm sure that Coach Embry will get it fixed down there. How about the two and one 
Muhlenberg County Mustangs. How about the Mustangs? Eight and seven. Eight to seven win over Edmondson County. Uh, Gavin Caruba, eight-yard touchdown. Made it seven to six. Go for two. And the old riverboat gambler over there <laughs> goes for two and gets it done. And then, hey, the Stangs defense. They held Mills in check, and that was – we kind of thought Mills might run wild in this one, but – Overall, passing grade for, for Muhlenberg County, who's got a winning record. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it down there to, to Muhlenberg down there. You're sitting there two and one with two nice wins. I'm going to say this. Next week when I'm not here and y'all are at Goodwood, you're going to be talking about the three and one Muhlenberg County like Mustangs it. next week because they're winning again <laughs> this week. And that's an early pick all the way in here on a Labor Day Monday. Last but most certainly not least. Surprise of the night. It is. No, well, one, we were bullish on this team all year long. But even in our ceiling and floor, we were like, well, this is a loss either way. Right. And they were like, we'll show you guys. We want to let it win the game. We will dominate the game. Yeah, it's Grayson County over McLean County, 27-8. You can hear that courtesy of BF Evans on 97X. And Caden Hanshaw and Ethan Mudd, the tag team combination, went for over 230 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And then they limited McLean to 135 rushing yards. You can do that. You're winning, and a lot of times, it's it's hard to to pick these games. McLean County against schools that are more their size will will dominate in the run department. But sometimes, when you get into a bigger, more physical game, which is what I worried about with Muhlenberg last week, and they passed that test with flying colors. They ran all over them. Then you get against Grayson, and Grayson struggled out of the game. I mean, they Mm -hmm. lost to Marshall County last week. We kind of threw some dirt on them. And they came right up from the dead, man. They they showed out big in this game. They really did. I think you can look at it right now. The front runner for the quote unquote rookie of the year is Hanshaw. I mean, he's been tremendous. He has the been. first three he's games. The hype. I'm, I'm 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 just like I said. I'm upset that I dropped my Grayson County defense. We've been playing well. I did. McLean comes in, average over forty points a game. I drop him and go get Butler, <laughs> and it doesn't work. It backfires. But man. The, uh, they put that on the bulletin board. They did. I did. Dropped this. They this did, and they absolutely shut them down. <laughs> and, and Van Meter and Hanshaw, they have weapons down there. Chaffin's at the quarterback spot. I thought Grayson is a six to seven to eight win team all year long. It may be end up being that way. Yeah, and I mean, you know, maybe just a hiccup last week. And again, it goes back to it makes me wonder if Marshall County has improved. You know, proved a little bit. So. And that's that we talked about Apollo in that district. Those are types of things that we might see later down the road. But right now, hey, Grayson County's coming off a big win. They forgot about last week. They're moving on now. They got a big victory over, under their belt. And for McLean, kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit. But you better get back there quick because Hancock County's coming in three and zero. And not only that, that is now a district. I mean, that's a, once again a district game. So you really got to put that in the past and get ready for that big game at G and Excavating Stadium. And what's really cool this week, Steve? We got dual tailgate shows. That's a game so big, it's got its own tailgate show on CJ 105.7. Yeah, that's amazing. And then this week, we'll be at the Worth House over on uh, McCreary. McCreary. Yeah. It's going to be a good time over there. So uh, the, the party continues this week here on Cromwell's Family of Networks. We'll co- take a break, come back, talk a little college. We got the five pack. We got five colleges we cover. We're going to talk about all five of them next, live at 5, 1027 the game. Searching for an experienced primary care physician in Owensboro? At Vineyard Primary Care, you can pick the practitioner that is right for you and will help you meet your health care needs. We have two new providers, Kelsey Pedley and Sylvia Sweat. 
come see us at our new location, 3805 Fairview Drive, Owensboro, for all your primary care needs. Or visit vineyardprimarycare.com to learn more and schedule your appointment. Vineyard Primary Care, friendly, knowledgeable physicians that provide personalized care. Jordans, Nikes, Yeezys, and more. If you're a shoe enthusiast, you know these shoes are hard to come by. Well, not anymore. Now open in Owensboro, Kicking It is bringing you all these name brands and more. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Kicking It not only sells shoes, but as enthusiasts, they buy and trade as well. Be sure to check out their collection of vintage, single stitch, and designer clothing. Kicking It is located at 201 Salem Drive. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Kicking It 270. Hi, this is Travis Holtry of Foreman Watson Holtry. You know, our attorneys are dedicated to you and committed to justice, just like the crew from Live at Five, who are also dedicated to bringing you all local sports coverage and committed to doing it justice by spotlighting all of our local athletes and coaches. That's why FWH Legal is proud to bring you the Live at Five show on Owensboro ESPN Station. Join Steve Turner and Vic Evans for Live at Five each weekday at 5 o'clock right here on 102.7 The Game. Brought to you, as always, by Foreman Watson Holtry. Dedicated to you, committed to justice. FWHlegal.com. Need to update your furniture? Menards is your one-stop shop with all of the latest furniture styles at the lowest prices. Plus a great selection in stock, ready to take home today. So go ahead, relax in a recliner, get cozy in a love seat, or simply unwind with a comfy sofa. Need more seats? We've got sectionals, too. Get 11% off your new furniture set now at Menards. Good through September 10th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. When it comes to new floors for your home, you want variety and selection that you can see. At Floor Concepts, we have just that with our upgraded showroom. We've expanded our inventory with more flooring to choose from. With a wonderful new selection of Amish-built cabinets, our knowledgeable sales team is ready to give you the best experience in renewing your home's look. Stop by and see us today at Floor Concepts, located off New Hartford Road in Owensboro, or visit FloorConceptsInc.com. Floor Concepts, working with you from start to finish. Community Calendar on 1027 The Game is brought to you by Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Call 270-683-1715. The St. William St. Lawrence Mary Carrico School Picnic. It happens Sunday, the 17th of September, starting at 11. Burgoo, pork, mutton, and chicken are available in the drive-thru or on the picnic grounds. So many dinner stands, cake auctions, country stores, ice cream, games for the kids, and so much more. Even a raffle where you could win up to $2,500. The St. William, St. Lawrence, Mary Carrico School Picnic, September 17th, starting at 11. Burgoo, pork, mutton, chicken, desserts, and more. Find out more about the St. William, St. Lawrence, Mary Carrico School Picnic on the Cromwell Media Community Calendar at OwensboroRadio.com. Find the 1027 The Game Community Calendar on OwensboroRadio.com or on the Owensboro Radio app. We are Kentuckiana's sports leader, 1027 The game. And now, more Live at Five with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at Five brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Come and jump into this college football five-pack because we got five big schools on colleges you're going to hear here most Saturdays, but sometimes they get crazy and they play on a Thursday or a Friday. Makes it tough, especially with Louisville this Friday, but that they'll be on WVJS moving forward for Cardinals fans. 
It's tough when you got uh, five big high school games, five big colleges, you run out of stations to put them. Well, don't forget, this weekend, this week, Louisville's on Thursday night on VJS, and then Indiana's on Friday night on Jack. Well, there you go. So we will have that on Jack. We don't do any high school (laughs) games on Jack. But I wanted to start with the Kentucky Westland Panthers, and you'll hear their coverage courtesy of BJ Early all year long on WBIO. But they fall 35-3 to on Friday night to a number 7-ranked West Florida team. A number seven West Florida ranked team that went to the final four of Division II college football playoffs last year. And I was excited Friday night. And Chris is like, I'm really not understanding your enthusiasm 35 to three. Well, let me take you back to a year ago where they opened on the road at Northwood, who was not good. They didn't no. win a game the year before. Correct. And they got absolutely drubbed. Like, what was it, like 48 to six or something? Something like 49 to six. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's one of the worst teams in the GMAC, and they got drubbed. So you're down, right? But look at the progress of the program. They go on the road against a nationally ranked opponent and played them. I mean, at halftime, it was 21-3. I mean, they're, they're, they competed is why I wanted to see. And, yeah, 35-3, Tyrone Young and company, That's still they're going to say that's not acceptable. But I think it's a big step in the right direction. They didn't throw it a lot. They kept it on the ground. They kind of drug the game out, but that's a good game plan when you're when you're kind of overmatched against one of the better programs. Their program is where you eventually want to be. Correct. And you're just not there yet. That's just that's just how it is. But there's some bright spots. Sherrard in the rushing game was good. They ran for over a hundred yards in the game, and that's something that I know they're going to hang their hat on this year. And hey, man, the defense battle when your offense isn't sustaining drives and moving the football a whole lot. For your defense to hold one of the best Division II quarterbacks in the nation, Pee Wee Jarrett, I, I, I think this is a pass test for Kentucky Wesleyan. The big answer will be can you can you come and build on that and beat a William Jewell team that, you, that you're better than and you should yes. be? Here's the thing. Like you were talking about, and this is where I think the big answer comes from. Last year, you dropped that game with Northwoods. They were their first year in the GMAC, coming off a terrible it a season. Loss. It was, it was a terrible loss. And then that carried over, and you got upset by William Jewell, who was on like a 20-game losing streak. Yes. This is the week that you're going to find out, has this program taken big steps forward? Because this William Jewell team out in Missouri that you're going to go play Saturday, if the team's taking the steps that we think they've taken, they need to go win. They need to go win. Yes. This is a game where you have on your count. You have certain games on your schedule highlighted as wins, and this is one that you have to get. And I know this is one of the coaching staff has circled because there was some animosity in that game last year oh, yeah. after the upset. And so this has been circled for over a year. So, yes, I was encouraged with what Westland did. This is kind of like Ball State going and playing at Kroger Field Saturday. Yeah, You know, you weren't expected oh, yeah. to go win, but how did you compete against Kentucky? How did you compete against West Florida? And I thought they competed well. Well, I was going to keep it on Friday, but you mentioned UK, Ball State. So we'll, we'll go to Saturday. Uh, you know, UK defeats Ball State 44-14. I thought it was a sloppy performance out of the gate a little bit from Kentucky. But look how far the program's come. We just talked about Wesleyan and where their program is and it's taking steps. When you can play sloppy and not, not really play your best and win by 30 and cover the spread, I think at the end of the day, that's a huge win for Kentucky. What happens when they clean it up? Right. I thought, it, it, real quickly, I had them offensively. I gave them a C minus, and most of that had to do with the passing game. Leary, I thought he tried to force some things. I think he was trying to make the big splash, making his first start. I thought in the second half, he was much better. I loved the line play that they got in the running game. 
The defense for me got a big B plus. I thought the defense played really well. They've got some real playmakers. And then special teams got an A plus. I, we got I, a kicker that can I, kick. I to, and we got, we got 40, Barry and Brown. 40 plus yard field goals <laughs> at UK. Celebrate that, man. That is something to absolutely celebrate. And hey, dang key, what we saw at Frederick Douglass and doing what he did to our Red Devils a little bit. I said he could play at any college in the nation at that time, and I still stand by. This kid's one of the best receivers in the country, man. He's, he is an absolute stud. He is going to play one more year at Kentucky. Then after his junior year, he's going to be in an NFL training camp. I mean, he's that Just good. That and I, and with, with Brown, with Key, with Robinson, this is by far and away the best wide receiver room Kentucky's ever had, period. It was cool to have the Cats on 102. I was driving oh, it was. a little bit Saturday, and then you got the, the KSR postgame show. They came way later because that's how it goes, but it makes for a full day of Cats in that postgame show brought to you by Don Moore. Really appreciative there. Let's go back to Friday and get Louisville beating Georgia Tech 39-34. They didn't cover, but I think if you listen to the interview with Blankenbaker here on Live at 5, I think it was like what, last Thursday. Thursday. He hit the nail on the head. He, he did. He had this game pegged to a T. He said, you know, it's it's the first game. They're on the road. They're going to hit some speed bumps. This is not just going to be a game where they come in and roll over them, even if they play well. And he was right. Georgia Tech put a little scare in them. That halftime score had Cardinals fans on the edge of their seat. Well, I know giving that out to calling the Oldsboro Davis County game, you know, calling out the Pizzo scoreboard, giving updates of that, I was shocked. But – Give it to Coach Brom. The adjustments they made in the second half, they dominated the second half and got the big win. Yeah, I thought the Jamari Thrash was a talk of Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's a big addition there uh, for, for UofL. And then Plummer, of course, 247 yards, three touchdowns, big second half. And I think that's where the Cardinals take that second half, kind of like Kentucky. Literally came out a little shaky. Got that second half, and you can build on that moving forward. Yeah, this Cardinals team is going to be good. And, that, hey, the one that we may not know, we may learn – is the ACC maybe been a little better than we thought it was? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about more college in the final segment. That what we thought earlier about this could be a wacky year for college football. This could absolutely be a wacky year. I think this going forward is what you get in college football because of the portal. The portal, and we're going to we're talk. We're going to yes. talk because the portal. One team struck it big, and everybody knows about it. It's Monday. That happened like two days ago. But let's move it over now. Ohio State uh, defeated Indiana 23-3, but the Hoosiers always play Ohio State tough, man. They do, but Ohio Indiana's got some really big searching to do offensively. It was bad offensive football for them. I thought defensively they played well. I think this is going to be a long year for the Hoosiers, and if you saw my very first hot seat list that popped out, Unfortunately, the IU head coach sits right at number two. Oh, man, number two on the hot seat, and that usually spells bad news. It does. For college coaches that are have those fire uh, emojis <laughs> next to their name, and hey, I, you got to follow that on Twitter because I've been pretty good two years have, in a row now yeah. on this hot seat. I'm already one for one. I already had one. I'm done. You nailed one before the season even started. Yeah, Northwestern. That's pretty good. <laughs> how about uh, how about Western? I listened to a little bit of this too on K News. I listened, did too. Courtesy of FWH Legal. Hey, Indiana. Courtesy of Lux. Yes. By the way, there as well. But FWH Legal with Western Kentucky, forty-one twenty-four. Man, I tell you what. The play-by-play team has energy. They, they bring energy in droves, and there's always a lot of energy to be had. Uh, Reed with 336 yards, a pedestrian day for him. <laughs> 336, two touchdowns. They did uh, rack up 465 total yards, but they weren't very good in the first. They came out really bad out of the gate, kind of kind of like all these teams, yes. bad out of the gate. 
and then settled in and finished very strong. But obviously, as always, for Western, the defense is a concern. You give up 550 yards to a South Florida team that's not projected to be very good. No, they're not. And I think also on the defensive side, you've got quite a few transfers in there. They're another school with a lot of transfer portal guys. So you, you wonder if it's just going to take time for the defense to gel, get on the same page, really get into the system. But if, if Western wants to win that conference like they've been picked to win it and have the year that they want to have, the defense has to be better. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what else has to be better. we got to get people down to the house because this is one of the top G5 programs in the country, and they need more people. At the, I, we've got to get down there, Steve, because the house needs to be rocking with that offense. I agree. I, I, I mean, I can't. I don't know what, what other product you could put out on the field that would be more exciting than what Western's putting out on the field right now. I mean, look at the points scored in this game. Look at the yardage that was accumulated. One another feather in the cap for this offense though is the ability to run the football, and they so, did it very, very well. That's something you could, if maybe you're rolling a team and you want to move to the ground game, you can do that to try to help your defense a little bit. Yeah, you know, I was listening to a lot of when we picked up Western. I went and listened to a lot of the the big Western podcasts, and one thing they kept saying was, you know, last year it was around seventy thirty the run pass ratio of the offense, and they really fully suspected it to be more sixty forty this year because they have a ground game this year, which makes that offense even tougher to stop. Yeah, that'll wrap up our five-pack of games. It's good to have those five schools represented here on the Cromwell Family of Networks. We'll come back, talk about the National College Games to take you home on a Labor Day Monday, live at 5, 1027 The Game. Mac Industrial Services and Coatings provides labor and high-powered water blast and vac services to local power plants, granaries, paper mills, refineries, aluminum and steel plants, along with many others. With locations in Mount Vernon and Evansville, Indiana, right off Highway 41, they can service the entire tri-state area. They are growing and expanding their services, so give them a call at 812-202-6146 for all your local plant support needs. Mac Industrial Services is family-owned and locally operated. Cigar enthusiasts, get ready for a party. Dano Cigar's second annual Stogie Fest, Saturday, September 23rd from noon till 6. You can indulge in a day of luxury and camaraderie as you savor the finest premium hand-rolled cigars. Everyone is invited, from beginners to aficionados, to enjoy the day in a relaxing, stylish atmosphere. There will be vendors, food, cocktails, live music, swag giveaways, discounts, and even a putting green. It's all happening at Stogie Fest, Saturday, September 23rd, noon to 6 at Dano Cigar Lounge, Highway 54, Owensboro, Kentucky. Nico's Bakery and Cafe is located on Emory Drive in Owensboro, a scratch-made European-style bakery serving croissants, sourdough bread, tons of dessert options, soups, salads, and more. Offering catering, take-and-bake dinner entrees. We know food. Nico's Bakery has everything to satisfy your cravings. High-quality, fast, casual food. Come in, sit down for lunch. In a rush? Go through our drive-thru. We want to be your coffee on the way to work, your lunch during the day, and dinner at home. Nico's Bakery and Cafe, 270-478-4441. Stop in and see us at the Hancock County Public Library and check out our new additions to the Library of Things. We now have pickleball sets, disc golf sets, tennis rackets, and tennis balls, which check out for seven days. Then visit our beautiful Vastwood Park to use those items and return them to the library when you're finished. There's something for everyone at the Hancock County Public Library connecting our community. Bowling. 
Level up your next party at Diamond Lane South's Lane 25 Social Suite. Perfect for any 21-plus party occasions, like wedding and engagement showers, adult birthdays, or any excuse to get together with friends. The Lane 25 Social Suite includes the use of our Lane 25 seating area, which features large screen TVs and comfy seating. We even have a full kitchen and bar. Must call to reserve 270-685-2695. Level up your next party at Diamond Lane South. And now, Western Kentucky weather on 1027 The Game. Today, mostly cloudy, a low 74. Mostly cloudy on Tuesday, a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high of 88. Partly cloudy on Tuesday night, low 72. Partly sunny on Wednesday, 50% chance of a shower thunderstorm, high of 85. Partly cloudy on Wednesday night, 20% chance of rain early, a low 65. Sunny on Thursday, 20% chance of rain, a high of 84. And now, more Live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5 brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Take you home on a Labor Day here. Don't forget tomorrow we Top 10 Tuesday. We'll also give out several Player of the Week awards. But let's stay on the college trail, Vic, a little bit. Last night, the result, Florida State 45, LSU 24. I mean, that, that's shocking, right? Yeah, big game. Brian Kelly strikes again. You know, I, I said that was my only hang-up. Brian Kelly in a big game. I mean, I saw him do it in Notre Dame, but people said, oh, well, maybe he just didn't have the weapons, right? But now he's fully loaded, and he just got uh, he, he just shrunk to from the, the occasion. The thing about Brian Kelly's teams, they're going to beat the teams they're supposed to. But for years at Notre Dame, when it came time to a big game, the one thing, not that they got beat, but his teams always came out and played so tight. And that goes back to coaching. That means you've coached for kids that age, for young men that age to be tight in big games. You've had to be tight all week long. And I thought LSU did the same thing. In a big game, came out tight. Florida State took them to the woodshed. Was it, is this, I mean, it, week one overreactions are, you know, right. But mm-hmm. we've got, we've had a couple weeks of college football under our belt now. I mean, we mentioned back a while ago that this could be the most wide open college football season in quite some time. You know, we don't know what's going on with Alabama. You expect Georgia to still be there because they yeah, play absolutely no one. Yeah, Georgia took the Michigan route, decided to play a cupcake schedule all year long. Right, so it's boring. And so, you know, what do you what do you think? SEC struggled a little bit in the meaningful games. SEC went zero and three. North Carolina routed South Carolina, we dominated were 0 and two on those. Dominated yeah. Utah, dominated Florida. Florida State dominated LSU. Now, yes, the SEC is still the best conference, but I do think you're seeing the transfer portal and NIL is giving you the parity that you wanted in college football. I hope it's there. I just wish we could get better schedules. Like, yes. There was not. There was like three or four watchable games this week. I mean, and then some of that comes, I think, in week one in the in, in college football. Because you don't get preseason like you do in the NFL. Right, right. You want to you know, work out the kinks. I think, you know, you saw last year where Notre Dame opened against Ohio State. That's a tough opener. This year, Notre Dame gets Navy and they get Tennessee State and NC State. Ohio State's a little later in the schedule. I think the schedule's going to get a little better. Now, there are some teams like Michigan, like Georgia, whose schedule is god-awful and they should be embarrassed by it. Well, you mentioned, and we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Prime. You, oh. you, you talk about a team that completely just flipped their entire what, roster. 65 transfers. He brought in a whole new team. And they went out, and his son, it looked unbelievable 
at the quarterback spot. I mean, is Colorado, are you buying Colorado after week one? I think they're still an eight-win team. I mean, their schedule's pretty tough. You look on that schedule, you got USC, you got Oregon, you got, uh, I think, Utah. Yeah, I think Washington's on that schedule. I think they will probably. I mean, I'm curious to see how they do against Nebraska this week. But it's Nebraska. They're not back. You know, I said Nebraska was back with the new coach. Minnesota Nebraska loses a, a one score game. Yeah, I, I do think they're going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be competitive. And Shamir or Shadir or Sanders, I mean, put his name right up there in the Heisman Trophy. But I do think overreaction. TCU had lost a lot from last year's national championship game run. And in in the style of the Big Twelve plays, Colorado's gonna fit right in the Big Twelve. Right, but you just went on the road against yes. a team that played for a national championship with a program that hasn't won anything since and, Bill McCartney. I mean and and, and won. Yeah, so, since I mean, the nineties. I don't care if TCU has taken a small step back. It's a huge step. It's a huge win for Dion. And the it's best a huge thing. win for the culture there at Colorado. Yeah, and the best thing is you get Dion getting on the stand prime and saying, I got time. receipts. Prime time, right? That's why you old Chris Berman prime. Time, man. I tell you what, he is the absolute real deal, man. Flipping that program around, it's fun to watch. It's good for college football because people want to see it. Last thing, we got to go. We got to hustle. Sam Hartman, real deal, real deal. You buying? I mean, I'm buying. It's Tennessee State and Navy. I'm buying, but he looks pretty good. Sam Hartman, and they got weapons on the outside. And estimate is a big boy. They are going to go two and one against Clemson, Ohio State, and USC. They're tricking me again. I'm buying in. They're sucking me in the Irish just to knock me down. But that's and, all we got. Yeah, big heads up too. Also, Texas State upsetting Baylor. That was a huge one. Hey, good. Get it done, Texas State. We'll see you tomorrow live at five. You've been listening to Live at 5 on 1027 The Game. Special thanks to Foreman Watson Haltry for sponsoring the preceding broadcast. FWHlegal.com. Tune in next time for Live at 5 on 1027 The Game. News now on 1027 The Game. One Senate Republican is backing Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's claims that he's okay. Trey Thomas has more. South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds said on CNN State of the Union that he spoke with McConnell Saturday afternoon. He was direct. He said, I had that concussion, and he said they warned me that I would be lightheaded in, in the future and that I've got to be aware of it. There have been widespread concerns about McConnell's health after the 81-year-old appeared to freeze in front of reporters in Kentucky on Wednesday. He experienced a similar issue at the U.S. Capitol in late July. The governor of Kentucky is declining to say whether or not he will follow a state law, stating that Republicans get to choose a replacement for Senator Mitch McConnell if the Senate GOP leader leaves Congress early. Governor Andy Bashir was asked earlier last week about making the appointment, only saying that there isn't a vacancy as of now. The longest-serving party leader in Senate history, McConnell, said in July he plans to complete a six-year term that he received following the 2020 election. The Labor Day weekend has seen 200 million people in the U.S. feeling some brutal heat. Forecasters have said there will be a heat wave in parts of the northern central plains and upper Midwest that will last through today. Indiana and Illinois could see their all-time hottest September records. Find us at OwensboroRadio.com and TellCityRadio.com. Download the Owensboro Radio app from your iTunes app store or Google Play. Mel Ford reporting. This is Coach Evans with Live at 5. And when life happens and you have roof or siding damage, give our friends a call at Above All Roofing and let Chris Estes get your problem solved. They also do wind.